This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And what are you working on this fine weekend? Are you tackling a project inside your house? Are you venturing outside to fix something in the chilly weather? Whether it's outside, whether it's inside, whether you're going to do it yourself or get a guy to help, we're here to help you get the project done. Pick up the phone and help yourself first. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Coming up on today's program, you spend a lot of money on your house, but how much of it will you ever really see again? Well, you'll actually get more back than ever before if you choose upgrades that pay for themselves. We're going to tell you what they are coming up and. Also ahead, hardwood floors, they've always been one of the most popular choices, but there are some hot new flooring choices on the rise, and some you've probably never seen or even heard of. Find out if they're exactly what you've been looking for. And we could all use a little more sunshine this time of year, and spotless windows can help. We've got tips on how to clean your windows like a pro, and you won't even need paper towels to do that. Oh, because you're getting somebody else to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Like a pro. Right, exactly. Not hiring a pro. (laughs) And also ahead, guys, you know, dragging out those hoses just to drive in nails is really a huge hassle. So one lucky caller will never deal with it again. We're giving away a Ryobi Airstrike cordless brad nailer. It's a cordless nailer that can drive up to 1,000 nails per charge. Are you even going to need that many? I doubt it. I could get in serious trouble with that. <laughs> it's a prize worth $129. Goes home free to one caller we talked to on the air this hour. So give us a call. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Ray in North Carolina, you've got a plumbing question. How can we help you? I have my double sink in the kitchen, and of course, one side has a garbage disposal, and my other sink. Sometimes when I have a lot of water in it, it just does not want to drain down real fast. You know, it'll drain, but it's slow. All right. Have you ever disassembled the traps underneath your sink? Yes, I have. I've taken it apart to see if it was clogged or anything. Nothing in there. So the obstruction must be farther down the line. and Or it could be a venting issue. If there's not enough air getting into those lines, those vent lines, that could slow down the drain as well. Do they ever, do they ever gurgle? No, it it'll go down. It just sometimes it's real slow about going down. And this is the and this is not the side that has the disposer on it. This is the other side. No, it's it's the other side, yeah. So I mean there's probably an obstruction further down the line here. And what I might do is I might take the trap apart and I would run a snake down where the drain pipe goes into the wall or into the floor, however this drains, and try to clear it down to the main waste pipe. 
it's probably going to be in there. And, you know, it could be something as simple as soap scum that gets sort of trapped in there and grows, so to speak, over time. I've seen that happen a lot. Maybe I should take it apart again. It's been a while since I've done it. You could also go down. If you can access it from below, you could also snake up into the sink if that's easier. Okay, I'll try that. Ray, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Joe in North Carolina is on the line with a humidity question. What's going on at your money pit? I recently, or maybe about a year ago, had a vapor barrier installed under there. Okay. And a dehumidifier. And I was under there recently, and I noticed that there's really a lot of moisture under the vapor barrier. And I know the idea is to to keep it from going up in the wood and the insulation and so forth, but just seem like a lot of moisture. Is that to be expected? That's because you can now see it. It's always been a lot of moisture. It's now being trapped. So the vapor barrier is doing exactly what it's intended to do. It's creating a barrier against that moisture vapor getting up into your house. So that's exactly what it should be doing. Now, if you want to take steps to reduce the amount of humidity down there, I would tell you to look at the exterior drainage conditions around your foundation because typically where we see a lot of moisture is where the soil is very flat. It's not slow away from the walls if downspouts are just dumping right at the corners of foundation as they always almost always do as opposed to being extended out say four to six feet those are the kinds of minor improvements that can have a major impact on how much moisture gets under that house but to see the moisture under the plastic that's what we that's where we want to keep it okay yeah well my my downspouts do drain away from the house but the the other part of this was my dehumidifier that's under there I noticed that the hose that goes from the dehumidifier stays under the house, um, which I was surprised to see. I would have thought it would have gone outside like my air conditioner pipe and hose does. Yeah, it's just another source of moisture. So what I would do is I would run that hose out the foundation near where one of the downspouts are and run it either into the downspouts or along the downspouts. So, again, that moisture is discharging away from the foundation. Okay. Is that okay to put a long enough hose on it for, for it to go out into the yard? And It only needs a small hose. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You can extend the hose. Okay. All right. That's it. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Joe. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We are here to lend a hand with whatever it is you are working on at your Money Pit. Maybe you are fed up with all the ice and snow outside, or perhaps you're looking out your window at Hawaii and thinking, hmm, what can I do in the beautiful outdoors today? Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, we can give you a hand. So give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, we all know how easy it is to drop a lot of money at a hardware store or a home center. If you ever want to see that cash again, you need to choose home improvements that pay big. Those are coming up next. You live in a money pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. 
And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. The Money Pit is presented by Quick Crate Concrete and Cement Products. Quick Crate, what America's made of. Like us on Facebook and visit online at www.quickcrete.com for product information and easy step-by-step project videos. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Have a home improvement question? We've got home improvement answers. Give us a call at one eight 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 money pit And if we talk to you on the air this hour, you could win the Ryobi Airstrike Cordless Brad Nailer. Yeah, no more noisy compressors. And the Ryobi Cordless Nailer drives up to 60 nails per minute. Or 1,000 nails per charge. So you could like build an addition on one charge. It's a prize worth 129 bucks, but goes home free with one caller. We talked to her on the air this hour. Give us a call at 888 Pit for the answer to your home improvement question and your chance to win. And you can check out the Ryobi Airstrike Cordless Brad Nailer at HomeDepot.com. Now we've got Jane in D.C. on the line who needs some help with an eco-friendly rug. Tell us what you're looking for. I am in search of a type of rug or rugs that one can safely have installed in their home and uh, and it's not toxic or as toxic as the present ones we have. Yeah, you know, it used to be that we look forward to that new carpet smell. <laughs> right, you, exactly. You know, exactly. Now we know that it's bad for you. So, yeah, I mean, there are lines with all major manufacturers that are low VOC products that have reduced those odors and made them safer for us to take inside our homes. The uh, organization that's, uh, that creates standards for the carpet industry is called the Carpet and Rug Institute and the Carpet and Rug Institute has an indoor air quality testing program that is kind of like an Energy Star sort of thing where you have a seal. It's an icon that has a CRI inside like a small greenhouse. And if you see that icon on the carpets, you know that it meets their standards for low emissions. And that's something you can learn more about at the Carpet and Rug Institute website. But besides that, the other thing that you want to do is try to have the carpet delivered a day or two before it's installed so that it can be unrolled 
in outside and air it for a bit or perhaps in the garage or a place like that. Um, and that's important. Um, if there's any gluing that has to be put down, you want to make sure that you use also low VOC adhesives so you don't have any any adhesives that uh, that are contributing to the VOC problem uh, in your house. And I think manufacturers like, I think, Shaw has uh, made a name for themselves with environmentally friendly carpets. Uh, Mohawk is another brand that I know has that has those types of carpets. You know, and when it comes to padding, you might want to use the felt padding instead of any of the rubber padding that they okay, might have. Okay, what do you call that padding? Felt padding. It's just a standard carpet padding. That, of course, you know, cannot be used below grade. But, you know, airing it out is very important. I remember when we were putting wall-to-wall carpeting in my son's room when I was pregnant, um, we had the installer, you know, roll out the piece and keep it in his you know, shop for days and days and days and days. I remember my mother used to air certain things out when they came back from the cleaners. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you took the bags off and let them air out a bit. Exactly. And essentially, you're going to do the same thing uh, with the carpet. Yeah, and that's I think what that I'm picking it, up from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be much more comfortable. That plus the fact that carpet today, if you search for the right time, the right kind with a CRI seal on it, uh, is going to have less VOCs to begin with. Okay, Jane? Oh, okay. Thank you Oh, very much. I really appreciate this. I've been waiting and waiting, you know, to get this information. You're welcome, Jane. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. We are heading out west to California where Trudy has a question about flooring. What can we do for you today? We built the house um, about 13 years ago, hardwood floors in the kitchen. Then about five years ago, we put in hardwood floors in the family room, which is joined. It matched almost perfectly. I mean, you had to know that there were two different, you know, dates of installation to realize it. And now they're totally different. The one in the kitchen is a lot lighter. It's probably because of how sunlight is falling on on those floors because, you know, they're going to react to the UV. Is there something that can be done about it? Because, I mean, it, it really irritates me. <laughs> well, there's a film that you can put, I mean, short of replacing your windows, which I don't know if it's time for you to get a replacement window and getting a coating on the glass on the new window, you can have a film installed on the glass to cut down on, you know, the the light that comes through that would cause any sort of damage and also affect your, you know, heat loss and all of that. So you could do something like that, but you would have to either refinish the floors to get them back to matching and then put the film on. And what what about if they're not solid wood? I know that they're probably just, I think they just have like that thin layer of wood on the top. Yeah, then you really, you're pretty much stuck with it. You can't really, they're not refinishable if they're uh, if they're an engineered floor. Okay. I say that you probably should just get used to it. <laughs> okay. Meditate. Maybe you can, listen, from a decorating perspective, maybe you can break it up with an area rug or something like that so it's not quite so obvious. That's a really good idea. Yeah, very good. Okay, excellent. Well, thanks for your help. I appreciate it. All right, well, let's quit while we're ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, there's a reason we call our homes money pits. Houses can eat up more of our hard-earned cash than many of us would wish. But one way to take the edge off all that spending is to make careful home improvements that are most likely to recoup their costs when it comes time to sell. Yeah, you know, like the housing market itself, these things fluctuate from year to year. But right now, homeowners are getting the highest returns by making relatively small changes to their home's exteriors. Yep, for example, installing a new exterior door tops the list of worthwhile investments. 
investments. It's an upgrade that actually is making sellers money, with some projects recouping more than 100% of its cost. Now, manufactured stone veneers are also worth your time and investment. Now, this upgrade should get you close to a 90% return on the cost of buying and installing it. And check this out. Whether it's a contractor grade or a custom grade, a new garage door will boost your profit, not to mention your curb appeal. If you want more tips on how to get the most out of the improvements you're putting into your house, visit us at moneypit.com. The sky is falling. Not really. Jeffrey in New Jersey, how can we help you? Yeah, hi. Uh, I live in a townhome. It's about 16 years old. Uh, I've been here about five years. And where the wall meets the ceiling, it's starting to separate. There's a lot of cracking there. You can see where the taping is. And it's starting to separate. And there's even a crack going out from the corner uh, about six inches. Okay, so first of all, drywall cracks, especially at intersections like that, are pretty typical. There's a lot of expanding and contracting that goes on with homes, and those type of cracks are not uncommon. The repair is a little has to be done right so that it doesn't reoccur. And by that I mean usually you have to cut out the old drywall tape and then replace it with a fiberglass mesh tape. And then on top of the mesh, you're going to add about three layers of spackle, and that's going to help bridge the gap between the seams. Now, the other thing I'd point out to you is that because you live in a townhouse, the structure of that townhouse may not be part of the building that you own. Usually in a townhouse, multifamily form of ownership, the association is responsible for the structure. So if it is indicative of any structural issue, then the association would be involved in the evaluation and the repair. So if you want to just sort of cover all your bases, I would in writing bring it to the the attention of the association, give them the opportunity to look at it and photograph it uh, and see if they want to be involved. But I suspect that it's probably a minor issue caused by normal expansion and contraction of your home. Sure, you're right. The only thing that's bothering me mainly about it, it's the, along the entire wall in yeah. a couple of spots. Yeah, it's annoying. I know. You know, it's a drywall repair, and, uh, you know, if you hire a good painter that can do that kind of work, that might be the least painful way to get this restored, because after you repair it, you're obviously going to have to repaint it. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Kathy in South Carolina, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? I have a problem with the squirrels chewing into my roof. Okay. And I was wondering, how can I, what can I repair this with, and what can I put in there to keep them out? Now, where are they chewing in? Are they chewing through the trim or the soffits, trying to get into the attic space, or what's the story? Well, they have gotten into the attic space. The holes, are you repairing those holes, or what are you doing? No, I was calling you to see how you could help me, because I listen (laughs) to your show all the time, and you give such good advice. Well, if they get into your attic, you can trap them and release them. You can use something called a have a heart trap. And this is a trap that is a wire cage with a trap door, and the way to bait it is to take an apple and put it in the far end of the cage and wire the apple to the cage. Don't just put it in there. But usually I'll take like a, a hanger or a piece of picture frame wire or something like that, and I'll thread thread it through the apple and wire it off so that it can't bounce around. And if they're in the attic, they'll come looking for that food. They'll get trapped in there. Then you can pick the whole cage up and take it far away from your house and then release them. And believe me, as soon as you lift the door up, they're like out like a, like a light. 
They just fly right out there and they'll take off. They want nothing to do with you. So it's completely safe. Now, in terms of those holes, you have to repair them. Now, you can put, uh, if it's a small hole, you could put steel wool in it or something like that. But if it's a bigger hole, you really should simply rebuild it or repair it, whatever it takes. So if it's, you know, it's wood or if it's vinyl or if it's metal soffit material, you really just need to completely uh, rebuild that. And then the other thing I'll mention that seems to have been pretty effective over the years, and that is if you were to put mothballs down your attic, uh, that does seem to have a deterring effect on the squirrels as well. So if you spread them. Mm -hmm. It will, though. That odor does seep into the house. So don't go crazy with it. Right. You sprinkle them in there. Yeah especially along the eaves. But is there anything else I can put up there uh, to keep more from coming in? Well, we want to identify the holes and get those fixed. It's really an entry issue. You've got to basically close the door on them here. And so if we can identify those holes in those entry points and seal them up, then then you shouldn't have a problem with squirrels. They don't naturally live in the attic, but they're obviously finding a way into your house. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not quite sure where they're getting in, uh, you obviously can't get in there, up there, to kind of look that closely. Then work from the street level, walking around the outside of the house and looking up. Try to get a pair of binoculars or bar- borrow one and see if you can spot the holes where they're getting in. But that's what has to be closed up. Okay, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. You're very welcome. Well, hardwood is still hot, but some new and even exotic styles and materials are popping up underfoot. Are these flooring trends exactly what you've been looking for? Find out coming up. This is Richard Trithui from This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS and from the longest-running home improvement show on TV. We want to send a big congrats to Tom and Leslie from The Money Pit for being the most downloaded home improvement podcast on iTunes. On The Money Pit Radio Show Pick up the telephone Fix up your home sweet home By calling Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. 
That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, are you ready for winter to end? Yeah, us too. So tackle those indoor home improvements now so that you can head outside as soon as it gets warm. We've got ideas for cleaning, fixing, and more all at MoneyPit.com. And it's also on Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash The Money Pit. You'll find great ideas and lots of how-to tips there. 888-666-3974. Lori in Illinois is on the line with a mold question. My husband and I think that there possibly might be some mold in our drywall or insulation in our home, and we wondered the best way to check for that. We don't have any airflow in our home, though. What makes you think you have mold? Do you physically see it? Well, uh, we have an underground, part of our home is underground, and there's a lot of moisture. It seems like in the air we've seen some mold on some items in our home, Mm -hmm. and um, we have some cold-like symptoms from time to time that we think might be caused from it. It's like allergies, you're saying? Yes. So it's more of the effects of it that you're concerned about? Correct. And this is in the basement? Yes, it's in the part of the home that's underground. And I had read online that some of those mold test kits are unreliable that you buy in Mm -hmm. a store, or mold inspections can be very costly. Uh, I just didn't know the best choice there. Well, the truth is that mold pretty much exists in every home, and so we can always find mold. The question is whether or not this is causing a problem in your house. What kind of uh, floor do you have in that basement, Lori? It's cement, and then there's carpet over that. That's a huge mold trap right there. If you were to get rid of that, you would notice. I mean, even if there's moisture management in a basement, we never recommend putting a carpet down on, you know, a concrete slab in a basement area just because concrete's hydroscopic. It pulls the moisture from the ground that that gets into, you know, the carpet pad, the carpet itself, and then the dust gets in there and you've got a breeding ground for mold. So if you were to get rid of that, put down laminate or tile, use some area rugs, you're instantly going to notice a better respiratory situation, I think. Well, exactly. Plus, carpet is a filter material, so that carpet can trap dust, dust mites, and all sorts of other allergens. So there could be other things, Lori, here that are causing the the breathing issues. So let's just give you some general clean air advice. First of all, as Leslie said, the carpet's not a good idea. Secondly, you want to make sure that your basement remains as dry as possible. And the way you do that is by making sure the gutter system is clean, free-flowing, and downspouts discharging well away from the house itself. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we may want to add some sort of a filtration system. Now, do you have forced air into that basement space? We do not. We do have a dehumidifier that we run, uh, and we have some ceiling fans, but not in every room or not in every area. So is it a hot water heated house? Uh, No, it's electric. It's all electric. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what we would really like to see is some sort of a filtration system in there, a good quality portable um, air filter, electronic air cleaner, perhaps, that will pull the dust and dust mites and anything else that is a, an allergen uh, basis uh, out of that basement space. So a portable air cleaner could be a good addition. But I suspect from everything that you've told us, reducing dampness and removing the carpet will make that space a lot more comfortable. 
Excellent. Thank you so much. That gives me some great ideas. All right. Well, good luck with that project, Lori, and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thank you. Well, hardwood flooring has long been a popular choice for homes because of the natural beauty of wood. Today, there are many new colors and finishes that help keep this traditional flooring style looking fresh. With a look at the latest in the floor trends on tap for 2015, we welcome this old house host, Kevin O'Connor. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, guys. Great to be here. So hardwoods are not going out of style anytime soon, but there are some new colors and wood finishes that are making their mark this year. No, they are definitely not going out of style. It's definitely my favorite choice. I think it's a classic mm-hmm. choice, but it can also be very contemporary and a very modern looking choice. And nowadays, people are thinking about hardwoods and they're thinking about color. Gray is actually one of the trending colors. We're seeing it in every aspect, not just floors. We're seeing it on the wall paint, cabinets, fixtures and such, but also in the floors. And when you think gray, you might be shaking your head on floors. Well, there's a sort of a gray washed look in hardwoods. Mm. There are gray tiles that are made out of ceramics um, that look like wood planks so that it gives the appearance of a floor tile. And so there's a lot of things that you can play with in terms of color and these days in terms of gray color. And even very dark woods, we're seeing some of that. Almost the opposites are tracking. Like ebonized, right. even. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it kind of grounds the room. Yeah. Sometimes it can actually make a room feel more intimate, but it also gives a sort of an exotic feel because those darker woods, I think we associate with exotic wood species like Brazilian walnut and such like that. And so people are choosing those as options as well. And again, it's a style and a color choice. Now, it used to be that hardwood was pretty much only oak and red oak or white oak, right? And and now there's just so many hardwoods to choose from. There are so many different hardwoods to choose from, not just the oaks. You've got the maples, you've got the walnuts, and you've even got some things that technically aren't wood. I mean, you guys know that bamboo is very popular. Mm-hmm. People may think of it as wood, but it is actually a very fast-growing grass. It gives a contemporary look. Um, people who are environmentally conscious love it because it's so fast-growing. It's very renewable. And there are a whole bunch of choices out there when it comes to bamboo. I would say, however, that bamboo can span a very broad range in terms of its durability. How hard a surface is is probably the number one indicator of how durable a surface is. And bamboo, it can be as soft as pine or as hard as maple. It all depends on when it's been harvested and how it's been manufactured. It's really an amazing material. I mean, they're making fabrics out of bamboo today. They are making a lot of things out of bamboo today. And it's something that's been around for thousands Mm -hmm. of years and used all over the world. It is now coming to the United States and into our homes in a big way. Well, and I think with the fabric, you know, it's important because they've been using it a lot in fitness wear because it's so moisture wicking and it wears wow. very well. So I've seen a lot of that there. Now, I think it's important to look at tile because tile is still a very popular choice when it comes to flooring. And we're seeing a lot of sort of changes in how you would traditionally think about tile. Tile is extremely durable. It's great for cleanup. If you have got a mud room, boy, it is an ideal mm-hmm. choice. And in fact, on the project that we're working on currently for this old house, we are using a tile in the mudroom, it is actually a gray tone and it is (laughs) made to look like wood. So when you actually look at it, it's in that sort of long rectangular shape Mm -hmm. to make it look like plank wood, but it has all the benefits of tile, that sort of durability, easy cleanup. The other thing that we're seeing in addition to the colors and the different trends in terms of, you know, faux wood are sizes. People seem to be using much bigger tiles, or at least they're coming back. Yeah, you used to think small room, small tile, but now <laughs> it's I'm seeing small rooms where you have about four tiles in it, you know? Well, it, you know, it's a style thing, so people are making the choices for that. But if you think about the larger tile, a couple of things are going on. You more tile, fewer grout lines. So yeah. you get a different look there. There are a couple things to think about when you're using large tiles, um, other than just styles and trends. They and don't that's bend. Performance. They don't bend. You want to have a good base. You really do want to have a good base, because the last thing you want is a cracked tile. Mm-hmm. And a larger tile without a good base is going to be more prone to crack than a smaller one. 
I mean, all of this really sort of makes carpeting seem obsolete. Has it kind of gone away completely? Oh, it definitely has not gone away completely. Um, We have a lot of carpet up on second floors because it's very cozy, at least the wall-to-wall. We're seeing Mm -hmm. a lot of that uh, put in houses and projects that we're working on. And also used downstairs in terms of accent rugs. There's different um, colors that you could bring in, different textures. So I don't think it's getting rid of carpet, but I think we're using it in combination with these hardwoods and tiles uh, as opposed to just using carpet from corner to corner, Mm -hmm. wall-to-wall in a room. And you know what I love as a trend with area rugs is layering area rugs. That just makes me so happy. Why have one when you could have two or three in the same spot? <laughs> if you could see the smile on Lizzie Moore's right now. Kevin O'Connor, the host of TV's This Old House, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit and stepping up our trend knowledge. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. All right, catch the current season of This Old House and ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House is brought to you on PBS by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Up next, Daylight Savings is just around the corner. We've got tips to help soak up all that extra sunlight with spotless windows when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if you're an avid home improver or pro, you might be tired of having to drag out your air hoses every time you have to use your nail gun. Well, one of our lucky callers this hour can put the aggravation behind for good, because this hour's prize is a Ryobi Airstrike cordless brad nailer worth 129 bucks. That's right, totally cordless, so no hassle, but big on power at 18 volts. You can see the entire line at homedepot.com. Well, cleaning windows is something that really takes a lot of time to do. But do you feel like your windows don't really look all that much better when you're done? Well, it's not your imagination. Rubbing glass with paper towels or cloth towels creates static. So before you know it, the dust and the dirt are stuck to your window again. So what's the secret? Well, professional window washers and even the attendant at your local gas station, if you're lucky enough to use one that actually cleans your windshield, (laughs) know the secret. It's simply the squeegee. Squeegees work and they don't leave the lint behind. Yeah, they're really awesome too. I always find that when I'm at the gas station, that has one available for you to use. I'm always cleaning my windows with it. So there really is a method to the madness, though. You don't just grab a squeegee and go crazy. Here's the trick. For larger windows, you want to start at a top corner and move the squeegee back and forth while moving it down like you're drawing the letter S. Does that make sense? And this part's key. After each stroke, you have to wipe the blade of the squeegee dry but not just with any towel. You need to use a lint-free towel like a cloth diaper or an old table linens, you know, something like that. So you're not just putting more static back onto what you've been, you know, working on without. Now, if your window has panes, what you want to do is use a utility knife to cut the squeegee so it actually fits the entire length of the pane. And then be sure to pull it down in one single stroke. That's the best way to clean those smaller windows and get it done right. Mm -hmm. And you want to stick with a homemade cleaning solution and you can make it with liquid detergent and warm water. And when it drips, you use a chamois cloth to soak up that extra water. Now you can find chamois at your local home center. It also absorbs water without leaving streaks. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now for the answer to your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Britain, California is on the line and needs some help with a skylight. What can we do for you? My husband and I are considering putting in the skylights in our home. 
Okay. Okay. Are we better off to put a round skylight, a square skylight? Are we better off to put it toward the middle of the uh, roof line or out where it opens up on the deck? Okay, so you have a couple of options with skylights. Uh, first of all, you can use a, a physical skylight, which is a hole in your roof with a you know a glass skylight inserted into it. Um, there's another type of like skylight kind of thing. It's called a sun tunnel. It's a lot easier to install, and basically you put in this tube that goes into the roof and opens up the roof, and then you connect a flex duct from it down to the ceiling of the room that you want to light, and that actually brings a lot of natural light into the room. It's called a sun tunnel. So you have skylight or sun tunnel. Sun tunnel is going to be a lot less expensive than a skylight. If you're going to go with the skylight, you probably want to you have to you have to position it in the room where it's going to look the best. So that would probably be in the middle. But the expense is creating the light shaft. That's what uh, what you create, you construct from the point of of uh, the roof down to the ceiling level, and that's kind of the more expensive, complicated part about putting the skylight in. Cutting it through the roof is really pretty easy. What I would recommend is that you use a good quality skylight. I like Anderson Skylights, Pella Skylights, um, Velux, V-E-L-U-X, all good quality skylights because they're curved. They sit up off the roof and they have flashing that makes the seal between the skylight uh, and the roof itself. And uh, I've had, for example, a, a Velux, a V-E-L-U-X skylight that's been in my house for 20 plus years, never had a problem with leaking through many a storm. So it's definitely worth putting in a good quality skylight. But those are your options. I hope that helps you out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, are you looking forward to everything about summer except the buzz of those large flying objects? You know what I'm talking about, carpenter bees? Well, if you act now, you can keep them away from your yard and your deck this year. We're going to tell you how when the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show continues. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. The Money Pit is presented by Quick Crate Concrete and Cement Products. Quick Crate, what America's made of. Like us on Facebook and visit online at www.quickcrate.com for product information and easy step-by-step project videos. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we get a lot of questions at the Money Pit about saving money and lots of questions about getting a cleaner house. And we've got a solution for both. Yeah, the Shackley Get Clean Kit. It features a full line of safe household cleaning concentrates, including a really fantastic laundry detergent. Now, all of their cleaning products are free of harsh chemicals. They're stronger than what you're used to because they come in a concentrated formula. So you're going to have to mix it up, but you're going to get more for a lot less than what you're used to paying for. Head on over to GreenMyMoneyPit.com to watch Shackley make the toughest stains vanish and to get the healthy, clean house that fits your budget. And while you're online, you can post a question in the Money Pit community section. And I've got one here from Susan in New Jersey who writes, Every spring, carpenter bees come out of my house in full Force. They're making their home under the eaves of my roof. Is there anything that I can do now while the weather's cold? Well, what you can do right now is to find and plug the holes that they've drilled. Now, what carpenter bees do is that they will 
drill into the soft fascia and soffit material around the house. They love the pine and the dug fir and, and, and softer woods like that. They'll sort of drill a hole up into that wood and then they'll turn 90 degrees and go parallel to the grain because essentially they're creating a nest. Are they actually in there during the winter months? No, I don't believe they hibernate, but they basically will come back to those same holes every year or certainly new bees will take over those old nesting spots. But if you fill those holes up, that's what you can do right now. Now, if the bees come back, you really need to have them professionally treated because there's a powder-like insecticide uh, that's very effective against carpenter bees, but it's not one that you can buy over the counter, so to speak. And if you really have a persistent problem, you can do what I did is I actually took off the wood pine fascia that we had on, on a building on our property. It was actually our detached garage uh, and replaced it with Azac, which is a material that's made of extruded PVC. So it looks like wood, but it doesn't taste like wood if you're a carpenter. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> taste like anything. They swarmed around it looking at it, but they couldn't quite figure out how to get into it and pretty much have left the building alone ever since. So that's how you handle it. But right now, you can definitely fill up those holes, and that will dissuade them from coming back, at least not quite as rapidly. All right. I've got another one here from Ben in Idaho who writes, I'm cleaning out my workshop and have come across several orphaned rechargeable batteries. I like that. Are these rechargeable batteries recyclable like standard batteries? Well, the answer is yes, and you need to find a drop-off location. Now, we actually have uh, a link on our website if you search Recycling Rechargeable Batteries, and it will point you to a drop-off location. But you need to take them to a drop-off location that is uh, set up to basically take the old batteries and to uh, recycle them. Now, I do understand that actually I believe it's EverReady is now coming up with a green battery that has some recycled material in it. So apparently these batteries are making their ways back to the manufacturers and uh, they are being uh, reused and remanufactured. And in the EverReady case, I think it's only a small portion of it that's actually recycled material. I think I read four or five uh, percent. But listen, it's a step in the right direction because you know, getting rid of all those batteries is a real problem. We certainly love our power, don't we? Yeah. And you know what, Ben, check with your local municipality as well, because I know where we live, once a month, they'll take all of those rechargeable batteries, paints, all sorts of odd things as well. And they'll properly dispose of them and recycle what they're able to. So if you can't find one in your area to drop off, check with your local municipality. They may already have something set up. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online and always available for you at one money pit That's about all the time we have for this hour of the program. But remember, you can reach out to us 24-7 at one money pit or always online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Money Pit!